0: Music with message on KFUO, the messenger of good news. I'm Gary Duncan. This is the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our moment on the lighter side segment. It seems like our Monday afternoon devotional has turned into a home shopping network. It's kind of got that feel, doesn't it? Everybody I've interviewed the last few months wants to sell something. However, I'm sure that that trend will change today as we welcome back one of our regular guests, Dr. Martin Luther. How are you doing, Luther?
1: Oh, I'm doing well, and and certainly glad to be back on KFUO again.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's so good to have you back. We especially enjoy talking to you around your special holiday, Reformation Day.
1: Well, you know, it's not really my holiday. You might say, I just brought the hammer and nails, and the Holy Spirit did the rest.
0: (laughs) Certainly, only the Holy Spirit can create faith, but you were the instrument that God used to revive the doctrine of justification by faith. By the way, Luther, you don't have anything to sell today, do you?
1: Well, you know, actually, Gary, speaking of revivals... (laughs) Uh,
0: not you, too.
1: Well, you you know, now that you mention it, uh, there is a book I wrote a long time ago. It was pretty popular in its day, but it's since uh, fallen off the bestseller list. You know, Gary, my dear friend, my dear bosom buddy... I just thought, with a little help from you and KFU Radio, some publicity, you know, from the station, maybe we could stage a revival.
0: Well, at least it's not catfish bait or hair restorer or questionable electronic devices. So, it's a book you wrote a long time ago. Well, you know what they say, Luther. What's old is new. I hear they're bringing back Saved by the Bell and Fraser and James Bond back to the movie theaters. They're even doing a new version of the West Side Story, so I guess anything is possible. Why not a revival of Luther's works? Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure my book would have the draw of such popular
1: entertainments that you mentioned, but it, but it would be worth anyone's time to peruse.
0: What book are you talking about, Luther? I, I know your catechism is as popular as ever.
1: Well, you know, I was thinking about uh, my sermons on the Gospel of John. Uh, Even though I wrote it 500 years ago, I still think there's a lot that would be applicable to today.
0: I must confess, though, I didn't read it the first time it came out.
1: Well, you probably were just a young boy at that time.
0: That's true. Wait, wait a second. How old do you think I am? Never mind. Don't answer that. Luther, what we usually do here for promoting a book on the radio is we begin by sharing an excerpt. Do you have any particular portion you would like to share with us? Oh, oh, that I do. Uh, But maybe first you should read
1: the, the part of the Gospel of John upon which this part of my book is based.
0: I always have my Bible nearby, and I'm, I've been known as a very quick speed finder. <laughs> don't, don't, don't get any paper cuts, though. I'll no, try not injuries. to. All so, right. so uh, uh, John,
1: John 15, 15, 12. John 15, 12. 15, 12. I've got it right yes. here.
0: This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you.
1: And, and why don't you read John 15,
0: verse 17 as well? Okay. These things I command you, so that you will love one another.
1: Now, in my book, The uh, Sermons on the Gospel of John, I point out that these words return us to the days of Adam and Eve.
0: Uh, I'm afraid you lost me there, Luther. I don't see that the commandment to love has anything to do with Adam and Eve.
1: Well, you might not at first, but here's what they have in common. When it came to living in their world, Adam and Eve only had one commandment. God put them in the garden, gave them complete freedom. They were free to eat from any tree in the garden they wanted. In their holiness and purity, God felt
0: it necessary to only give them one commandment. I see where you're going. They were completely free to do as they pleased with the exception of the one commandment. That was, of the tree of knowledge and good and evil, you shall not eat. For the day you eat, you will surely die.
1: See, that's my point. As far as the world was concerned, they only had one law to obey.
0: But what does that have to do with Jesus' word about love in the Gospel of John?
1: Well, don't you see? In the Gospel of John, we are returning to the days of paradise. Again, like Adam and Eve, we only have one commandment, and that is that we should love one another.
0: I don't know, Luther. It seems like we've got a lot more commandments to follow than just that. Well,
1: but, but did not the Apostle Paul himself say in Galatians 5.14, For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You know, Gary, I don't think we appreciate how different it is for us today as Christians, as opposed, say, to the people of God in the Old
0: Testament. What do you mean, Luther?
1: Well, take God's original blessing that Adam and Eve might freely eat of all they saw. That pretty well holds true for our day, doesn't it? When you go to a restaurant, is there any law that says you may not
0: freely eat of whatever you want? There may not be any law, but I'm sure my doctor might have something to say about it. Of course, there's all kinds of human restrictions.
1: There are also all kinds of human factions that might tell you to eat only your vegetables or only organic food or, or the like. But what I'm asking, Gary, is there any divine law regarding what you eat at that restaurant?
0: Hmm. Uh, no, I guess there isn't. Oh, but
1: there certainly was in the Old Testament. Read Leviticus chapter 11. Now, don't don't hurt yourself. Okay. <laughs> Verses 4 to 7.
0: Okay. Verses 4 to 7. I know that's seven. a big
1: jump from John all yeah, the way back we, to the Old uh, Testament Torah.
0: Uh, Nevertheless, among those that chew the cud and part the hoof, you shall not eat these. The camel, because it chews the cud and does not part the hoof, is unclean to you. And the rock badger, because it chews the cud but does not part the hoof, is unclean to you. And the hare, because it chews the cud but does not part the hoof, is unclean to you. And the pig, because it parts the hoof and is uh, cloven-footed but does not chew the cud, it is unclean to you. You know, Luther, I've always felt that I could be a third-quarter Jew. What do you mean, Gary? Third quarter, Jew? Well, I've never really had the desire to eat camel or rock badger, or really not even rabbit. Although I hear they could be quite tasty. But I sure would hate to give up my uh, pork steaks, pork chops, and Easter ham. <laughs> oh, Gary, you
1: are quite the joker. <laughs> but but you see my point, don't you? We we have no laws as Christians regarding what we eat. But they had many many laws. Why well, they had laws that even restricted oh. Uh, when they could or could not work.
0: You're talking about the Sabbath laws.
1: Uh, Yes, and they had laws about what to wear, and they had a multitude of ceremonial laws. Uh, These worship laws are particularly striking.
0: Why is that, Luther?
1: Well, you know, people today think, as long as they go to church once a week, say a few prayers, and put a few bucks in the offering basket, they fulfilled their religious duty. (laughs) But that wouldn't begin to cut it in the Old Testament.
0: Right. Weren't the Old Testament people required to give a tithe of 10% of all they earn? Oh,
1: not only that, but there were all kinds of sacrifices they had to make, all kinds of festivals they had to keep, and all kinds of religious rites they had to perform. But for us, all these laws have been abrogated.
0: I know what you're talking about now. Is it what Paul talked about in his letter in Colossians chapter 2? Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in question, in food, and drink, or... Or with regard to the festival of new moon or a Sabbath? These are shadows of things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ.
1: And so you see, Gary, the Old Testament people had many, many, many commandments, but we only have one commandment, love one another. And that way we have returned to the days of Adam and Eve. Of course, having said that, we are reminded we have another thing in common with Adam and Eve. And what is that? Well, you know, they only had one commandment, and they broke it. <laughs> we only have one commandment, and we've done the same. I mean, isn't that something? Think about Adam and Eve. Here, God had given them the whole garden to eat from, and they chose to eat from the one tree of which they were forbidden.
0: Well, it's kind of like when my wife makes a cake, and she's got the icing <laughs> on it, and, and I'm looking at the pretty cake and not thinking much of it until she says, now, you don't be putting your finger in that icing, and then all of a sudden I think, oh... I I, I understand. As soon as as she turns her back, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. you know, she pushed that thought Uh, in my mind. But I do know where (laughs) you're going, Luther. We have uh, only one commandment, love one another. And that's the commandment that we've uh, all broken as well.
1: Yeah, sometimes we do it outwardly. We get angry at people, we yell at them, treat them badly, and even sometimes hate them. Although perhaps as good church members, we more often break the commandment in more passive ways. We just ignore people turn our backs on them, and refuse to help them in their time of need. Or we make excuses for this behavior, even as Adam and Eve did. Like Adam and Eve, we we blame someone else for our actions. They made us mad, or or they didn't deserve our help. But whatever. Like Adam and Eve, we have one commandment, and we have broken it.
0: Well, you know, you have to admit our one commandment is a little more complicated than uh, theirs. Well, perhaps, Gary. But it doesn't change the fact that along with Adam
1: and Eve, we have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Oh, which, of course, is what makes what else John says in his gospel all the more
0: remarkable. And Luther, what's that?
1: Well, in the same chapter of John, chapter 15, the same chapter where God gives the one commandment, Jesus also tells us three things, get this, that God does for people who do not keep His commandment. Three things? Three things that would be remarkable for someone to do for those who deserved it, but even more remarkable when you realize these things are being done precisely for those who
0: don't deserve it. And what three things are these?
1: Well, since I I see we're almost out of time, uh, maybe I can begin to share these three things with you next week. They are important for us to know for our own comfort, but I also believe they can Help us to actually begin keeping that one commandment.
0: Oh, sounds like things we should all know. Uh, I would love to talk to you again, Luther. In the meantime, if any of our listeners would like their own copies of Luther's sermons on the Gospel of John, be sure to call Concordia Publishing House.
1: I can hardly wait to see my name back on the best-selling charts. Until next week, Gary. Well,
0: we'll talk again next week, and it's great having you back here on the station. We are the messenger of good news. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you get your podcasts, including this podcast. Just search out KFUO Radio.